0: Welcome to another of Political Yeti's politics podcasts. I'm James Miller, uh, journalist, political commentator, and author. Yes, uh, my book, The Gender Agenda, is out next week. Uh, order it from your favourite bookshop this week. Um, joining me this week on the podcast are uh, Kate Proctor, political correspondent for The Evening Standard. Hello. George Osborne's very own newspaper. Uh, and you are one of the 30 under 30 hottest journalists as in, like, ability, I mean, oh, I don't want to Physically go, oh, I've right just now. done, a, I've got a book out about gender, I've just oh, no, that's a bit awkward. Uh, yes, you won an award for being, like, one of the best journalists under 30. Well,
1: there was 30 of us, a whole group of us, but yeah. yes, we're all supposed to be young um, agenda setters. Wow. It was very nice, well, very nice to get that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, you must be, like, the most qualified, certainly the most qualified journalist that's ever been on this podcast. Um, and I'm also joined by Drew Hendry. The man undoubtedly with the longest title in politics now, because you are SMP spokesman for BAIS, which is Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy, and MP for INBS, I think that's right, Inverness, Nairn, Badenoch and Strathspey. Well done. You're one of the few that's actually managed to complete it. Finally got it all in the right order, but that's a hell of a title.
2: Well, Uh, uh, lots of initials now after my name's... Yes, absolutely. (laughs)
0: Um... Always a favourite on this podcast because, of course, you were the first of the 56 to come on back in 2015. Um, I've written a piece today for the New Statesman on how the SMB group has changed post-2017. You... Uh, tweeted that it was was it absolute nonsense. I think I utter think. utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. I think they, okay, they, uh, well, go on then, let's they, have it out. Uh, what what is wrong with it? Can I suggested that well, there's there's sort of a, a gloom over the
2: SNP. Well, well, uh, you know when I saw the the article, I asked many of my colleagues, and I doubt you asked many of my colleagues about their position on this. And uh, none of us subscribe to the proposition you put forward. The idea that we would somehow be terrified of the Corbyn surge in Scotland, which, even if it happened, amounted to, what, 166 votes per constituency, is utter nonsense.
0: No, right. Hang on. Just the the context was an MP or a number of MPs I spoke to, but one in particular said they would have lost their seat if the, the election had come a day later.
2: Well, I actually found I actually there was found a momentum com- going with Labour. Oh, I found completely of the I found a completely different thing and I found that the uh, we actually found a hardening of the vote uh, in the last few days, days of the election. I personally would have liked another week and I think we would have seen uh, more of my colleagues return if that had been the case.
0: Ooh. now is that because where you are because obviously you are up in uh, the north of Scotland. Mm-hmm. I may have been talking to people from uh, the central belt shall we say. Uh, where, you know, uh, labour routes go deeper in the the central belt. Inverness is not a traditionally labour seat, Mm -hmm. or not just Inverness, obviously you've got.
2: um, So could it be that your experience was different to some of your colleagues? Well, I dare say that my experience was different, but I think you've just underlined, underlined the flaw in your proposition that you made in your article, which is that you obviously didn't speak to a number of people across different constituencies, oh, because no, I would, because I, would, I did, I, would disagree, yeah, yeah. I I didn't have to tell you the mood is completely different to the one you've described, and uh, you know the idea that we would somehow be frightened of uh, Labour in Scotland just I'm afraid. And, you know, I like you and I like appearing on your podcast and working with you. (laughs) But it is just nonsense. You are
0: rejecting the idea that Dundee would become a nationalist Hong Kong.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll I'll give you one other thing. Come on.
0: How can I resist a phrase like that?
2: Well, well, let me give you one other thing, which is a personal slight on me. The suggestion that Ian Blackford would retain his seat and I wouldn't is just... uh... Well, I agree. I thought that was an interesting one to choose. I don't think... Well, again... If if that proposition was
0: true, and let's be honest, it was some of your colleagues putting it forward, not me... Uh, I would have thought Blackwood is not one of the safest well, clubs, actually, because there is obviously a, a lip denture well, o- if obvi- it was to be that bad. Oh, but, obviously, uh, I,
2: yeah. I can't uh, comment on any conversation you might or might not have had, but what I can say is that's definitely not the mood of the SNP at the moment. This group is absolutely focused. And, you know, to, to be honest, if there's an election, at any time, we're ready to go out and, uh, and absolutely put forward our record. One of the things that perhaps we didn't do well enough during the election was actually point out the things that we'd done which were radically improving lives of people in Scotland. And in fact, against our wash of hostile press during that election, I don't think we really got the opportunity to get the message out there because every single opportunity to undermine the performance of the Scottish Government was used even though this was a Westminster election. And there was none of the pickup in terms of putting forward the positive arguments for the SNP and what the government's achieved there.
0: Well, that's an issue partly to do with, I would suggest, the fact that you've been in power for ten years in Scotland, and there's a, you know, there's an urge. I mean, I, I'm not going to go into. Yeah, well, I would say it was a I would,
2: narrow. I would say it was a narrow focus on the issues that weren't pertinent to what was happening here in Westminster. Had the focus been turned on. To what was happening here with the Tory government and what they were putting forward and what was being uh, planned in terms of what was going to affect Scotland for the future, I've no doubt that would have had a different impression on the public. Can I share with you an anecdote? It's quite an amusing story.
0: Yes, we well, do a I, big well, build-up now.
2: Absolutely. I, I was on the doorsteps and I uh, went to one door where I spoke to a woman and she, oh, she opened the door and went, Oh, SNP, no, go away. And I said, "Oh, what, boy, is that?" She said, "Oh, I don't like you, and I don't like your policies." And I said, "Well, you know, so just indulge me." I said, "What is it you don't like about the uh, the the SNP policies?" Said, it's the National Health Service. It's absolutely being run into the ground by the SNP. And I said, "All oh, right." I said, "Where did you hear this from?" She said, oh, "I've read it in the paper." And I said, oh, I said, um, and this was an, a woman who was a, a a bit of an older woman in, in years. And I said, oh, right. I said, uh, have you had any experience of the National Health Service? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm up at uh, Regmore <laughs> Hospital yes. in Inverness all the time. And I said, oh, you've been going regularly. She goes, how's your treatment there? She said, oh, I'm treated like royalty when mm. I go into the uh, Regmore Hospital. So we had a bit of a further conversation about you know, busting some of these myths, and I ended up walking away having shaken hands on her vote. Okay, um, you know, so that's just a wee, you know, wow, a you won, of some of your
0: colleagues didn't. Well, maybe you're yep. a genius in the doorstep. Fighting,
2: fighting against the kind of journalism uh, that I think actually puts down the SNP every single opportunity, James. Well, all
0: right, there's an interesting uh,
2: point. A, yeah. people are reading newspapers, that's yep. good to hear. Um, B, uh,
0: Kate, you're a newspaper journalist. Yep. When you hear MPs suggesting the media are against them, What's your What's your thought?
2: I was talking specifically about the general election, and, <laughs> All right. and the treatment of the way that the policies were put forward and the agenda that was being uh, put forward in terms of not looking at the Westminster issues for a Westminster election, but actually putting forward a skewed view of what was happening in Scotland. That's what the point I was making. Well,
0: I think Theresa May would make a similar point about the Evening Standard.
1: Yeah, I mean, from the Evening Standard's point of view, we looked at we looked at it um, very much in terms of trying to hold somebody to account. And from the very beginning, we saw the flaws in some of her arguments, and particularly when the manifesto came out, we saw huge flaws in it, Mm -hmm. and we we really went for it. That's not to say we didn't look at Jeremy Corbyn as well, and actually the most criticism I get is that, you know, the the Evening Standard's quite anti-Jeremy Corbyn, and I I wouldn't quite go, I wouldn't go that far at all. I mean, I'd say that we look at both sides, and I think... probably refreshingly for the first time in election campaign in a long time we took you know both people uh, both of the f- the front runners were given forensic kind of treatment on their yeah. policies and their manifestos and their costings yeah. no one got an easy ride
0: no i think that's absolutely i would i would be inclined to you know i'm not going to go into bat for the scottish press unequivocally but I'm always wary when politicians start to hear the presser against them I I'm not well, sure that's, you've got to be aware well, of that, that's no, not a route you want to go too far again depth, right? James I
2: think you're being over defensive about uh, what we started this conversation on I was talking yeah. about that proposition that was put forward during the general election Okay. I have never you'll never find me on record anywhere knocking the press for their coverage okay. apart from the one uh, the tweet that I sent out to you this morning and actually and that's where that uh, that came from and I was Reflecting on the fact that the general election okay. wasn't reported as a general election, it was reported as a Scottish election, which was a very different thing. Would right. it not be the yeah. case that
1: the Welsh Assembly would end up being brought hmm. into focus in, if you're going to be talking about Welsh MPs? You can't help but talk about the
2: There's no, there's no problem with uh, you know reflecting what's happening as long as that uh, that treatment is balanced. What I'm saying is there was an absence in Scotland, and this is not to say that you know the SNP you know should have got much better treatment or whatever. Although I would like to have seen that, but actually there was an absence of criticism of what was happening in the Scottish press, of what was happening in Westminster and particularly the, the Tory government, mm-hmm. and that's my that was my gripe. Okay. The
0: only thing I would say is although yep. you said
2: my piece in the New statement
0: yep. was utter nonsense. I I don't remember you saying my piece in the New Statesman about how the Scottish press
2: were talking up the Tories.
0: I don't remember you tweeting but going, I this is amazeballs, James, this guy's great. James, I've one.
2: got an apology for you. I've got an apology for you. I didn't read it. Ah, <laughs> i don't.
1: I don't I forgot I'd written it for a minute. There. I was
0: like, well, that's a good but I promise um, I'll
2: go, and if I really like right, it, I'll, I'll tweet and say that was a let's great just, article.
0: Uh, we can pull Scotland and Westminster sure. together, I think, in the t- sure. issue of relaunches, because yeah. Nicola Sturgeon says she wants to have a relaunch in the autumn. Yeah. Theresa May, obviously, announced her relaunch, as it were, yesterday. Mm -hmm. You only have a relaunch when you've got a problem, right?
1: Yeah. I can't... You know more about the uh, SNP's relaunch, but um, I think... I, I don't... I don't... I don't know actually if having a relaunch is um, a sign of having a massive problem. I think it's this, just the natural sort of trajectory of a party. You want to have a change, and if it's Conservatives, they've had such a, a difficult and uh, damaging election that it's it's one of the options that they've got. But I, I wonder if, if the election had been if the election had gone Theresa May's way, we might very well have been having a relaunch right now that was even more about her as yes. a person and the. Uh, People refer to yeah. it as a bit of a cult of personality, but you might have seen an even like an entrenching of that even more. That she yes. would have become even more dominant in the way that the Conservative Party framed yeah. her. Yeah,
0: would you have called it a relaunch? I suppose it, that's the thing, isn't it? The election would have been the relaunch in a way, it would have been the day after the election, it would have been. Right. Could say she relaunch, would have stood on the steps then... of number 10 and gone, right, here's what I'm going to do. I am all that and a box of chocolates. It, that, is a, that
1: is a relaunch. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You well, might not use that language, but well, that's yeah, exactly that's what it is. And people well. choose to do yeah. it at different points. And it's not always for a negative reason, I don't think.
2: Okay. I think it was uh, Roger Mullen who said it's like relaunching the Titanic. I think when you <laughs> when you when you launch something, you're generally setting it out to yes. sea as opposed to trying to scrabble to the shore to save your very neck, you know. With it, and I think it's a completely different thing. In in Scotland, uh, the there's no need for us to have a relaunch. We've just won, I think. Was that No, no, we've just won our, our what ninth election on the the trot. Yeah. Um. You know, not something you hear very often. Uh, but you know, it's been a un paralleled, uh, you know, process of success in terms of electoral results, um, and uh, what has happened is that during that election, it became clear because of the t- Scottish Tories using the No Tendy ref that people became confused about what the plan was okay. uh, should. Uh, there need to be, and you know, I, I think it will happen out of this Brexit process unless there's a complete reversal from the UK government and the way they're doing things, uh, should we need to actually look at the effects of Brexit um, when a referendum would happen? And that was the thing that needed to be clarified because pe- people genuinely thought... That the proposition from the SNP, because of what was being put forward, uh, was that it was going to be immediate. It was almost going to be right okay. away. But obviously what we needed to do was clarify that this is after the Brexit process. Once we're aware um, of what the implications are for Brexit for Scotland, we should have that choice. So
0: is there going to be a relaunch in the autumn or not?
2: Well, you know, in terms of, in those words, relaunch, no, I don't no. think there's going to okay.
0: be a relaunch. No. But there's going to be lots of new policy ideas.
2: Well, there always is. I mean, we're quite an innovative party. I mean, you know, just uh, yesterday, you would have seen what's happened with the experiment with tampons, where, you know, these are being uh, supplied free of charge. We've, For years, we've been running in Scotland the small business bonus, which has taken 100,000 small businesses out of paying business rates. We're constantly... Uh, looking at how to be innovative and uh, make these uh, changes that are important to people in, the, in, the, in Scotland in their daily lives. So, y- yes, there'll be new policies, uh, You know, and I, I, I very much think that uh, they'll go along the pattern that we've set before to try to make sure that we're achieving really good outcomes for people. This is why... I don't come and talk to you for my gossipy pieces. Ah. You just give it all
1: that. Exactly, your
0: own message. And it all makes yeah. sense, and it all sounds terribly good. And you know, it's not yeah. used to be, frankly.
2: I
1: think, I think every September yeah. is a is a party relaunch. If you want to use that word, yeah. every single conference yeah. is, uh, is a point at which you can decide what direction you're going to go in in the next mm-hmm. in the next twelve months. And also, Labour um, are at the moment having their own. Uh, let's call it a relaunch because they're really pushing a few different things and I've noticed over the last week their digital strategy so Labour Digital has just yeah. launched What's and that? then Labour Digital it's to try and make sure that their social media is working as Ooh, well right. as possible so it's a brand new account it's a brand new Twitter yeah. um, and it's about trying to use digital tools to right. spread the Labour message you sound really worried about well, that I know and I'm then there's like... Labour Party Time
0: Labour Party time. What? Oh, this sounds amazing. Is this like yeah. something on TV? it's CBDs? like
1: a kind of Ali G kind of video with like a young Ooh. person no. trying to reach Ooh. out to. Shut uh, up. Oh, it's really good. You should really. Is it actually funny? Yes, yeah, funny. Shut but up. I think it's well, it is serious. But
0: it's um, funny. Like, genuinely meant to be funny and funny.
1: Um, I can't tell. I can't tell funny. whether it's irony or not. It's not, it's not a Greg Dyke type it's, approach. It's no. just okay. worth the watch. It's wow. like proper yeah. youth culture. So you need wow. to go and have yeah, a, yeah, a look no, at that. Yeah, I'm deeply unaware of this. Is and it then, as funny as uh, the Lib Dem
0: press office? <laughs> uh,
1: even more amazing. Wow. Um, and also, um, Momentum are having, it's called a hackathon, which also sound, is um, kind of a worrying thing. That, yeah. Anyway, that's out there. And again, that's to try and get younger people involved in spreading the message of Labour. So perhaps that's their relaunch for the summer.
0: Okay, you know, that's interesting that Labour are doing all this stuff. Um, they're still going to have the same problem, which is... Uh, Jeremy Corbyn and all the rest of it in, or, and his MPs in the House of Commons that's the problem that's like, not it, a problem to these it groups, is, is a, it? well no but it's still going to be a problem if you want to win an election but, uh, anyway let's talk about MPs now let's bring business into the House uh, later on let's have this
2: the <laughs> in
0: It is PMQs in review. Well, it's actually Deputy PMQs in review this week. I need to. Shall I make a new po- a new jingle for that? Uh, shall I? No, no. Oh no! No, 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 no <laughs> demand. <laughs> no um, demand. Deputy PMQs this week. So uh, Emily Thornberry face off against Damien Green. Um, I said to you on the way over drew is uh quite fun if you like sort of debating society stuff, but there wasn't a lot of substance I, to it i was don't then? think
2: I don't think anybody would have recorded it to watch it later and again and again it wasn't uh, wasn't exciting in any way at all other than uh, I must say, I thought Alison Thewlis uh, scored a real hit with uh, with her question.
0: All right, Constituent you, question, but I would say uh, that. All right, <coughs> yeah, you raised Alison Thewlis. I don't want to keep going back to this, but I noticed Alison Thewlis mm-hmm. and Hannah Bardell last week both raised constituents issues yeah. uh, at PMQs, mm-hmm. almost as if post-election, mm-hmm. uh, with reduced majorities, mm-hmm. SNP MPs are more keen to talk about constituency issues in order to you know, defend their seat.
2: Well, actually, funnily enough, uh, my one of my last PMQs was actually about the Zealstore family uh, before true. the election. Uh, the family who were uh, who were kicked out of the the UK and kicked out of the village of Lagan uh, by the Home Office, well. even though they ran the village shop. So you know, I, I think yeah, you're you're reaching a bit there. You won, your, you won your seat. <laughs> We've established you're them. an electoral master.
0: <laughs> um, anything grab your attention, Kate?
1: Well, I thought it was interesting to see uh, the deputies in action. So Damien Green has been brought in to um, basically to bolster Theresa May and to kind of you know that, that she had a lot of criticism that power is concentrated around one person mm. and so he's there in, in effect to be her kind of uh, junior partner in it all yeah. and um, I thought he was okay it wasn't it didn't really set the world alight today um, Emily Thornberry however was really really ready for it and then sort of stumbled a little bit over a few unfortunate um Honestly, it was just the way some of her sentences came out and she got it wrong and then the usual heckling started. So unfortunately, I think Emily can be a really fantastic performer. She didn't quite pull it off this time. But um, in terms of some interesting stuff, actually, um, I think there was more of a there was a question from Dan Jarvis, the MP um, in Barnsley um, that was about organ donation. And um, I think we heard a bit more from the government that they're very keen to look at the way that the system works in Scotland. Yeah, um, got and would look at consent. Yeah, is. and they would look at that model as well. Um, Department for Health are looking at that at the moment. I thought that was just another really positive noise from them <clears throat> that they're taking organ donations seriously. And also um, Euratom, which is the yes. you know, big mu- issue. The nuclear mm. uh, arrangement um, between European Union nations, and so Britain wants to leave. Yeah, this no. arrangement and um you know the evening standard did a really powerful front page earlier this week about how if you choose to do that there could be difficulty in accessing mm-hmm. um radio for cancer
2: mm-hmm. treatments
1: um however today damien green said um that's that absolutely wouldn't happen you'd still be able to access those treatments <clears throat> and uh, it's all been a load of scaremongering i'm not sure what you well, think well you're... i think
2: there's so many uh consequences that that haven't been considered by the process that we're going through with brexit at the moment and this is a really good example of where one's been picked out but they can't give you a definitive answer on whether or not that'll be guaranteed into the future and they never can uh, because they haven't started those discussions yet
0: yeah I mean I keep coming back to this thing of around the brexit this you can't have cake and eat it idea or you can have your cake and eat it right that is a really old saying because it's true right you can't have your cake and eat it and B, why are we talking about cake when there's, like, radio <laughs> and cancer to think about? It <laughs> yeah. just kind of shows yeah. what the hell is going on at the top mm-hmm. of this government when they're thinking about Brexit. You worry the amount of time they talk about... Well, Boris is on about whistling this week, telling the EU to go whistle. You go, this is serious. This is cancer patients. This is serious stuff.
1: Doctors have raised it, and... Uh doctors know. Yeah, <laughs> it, I yeah, mean absolutely. why on earth would they be scaremongering. Yeah. If they have concerns that there's a potential shortage to access then you have to listen to them. I mean Damien Green said today categorically you know there's no mm. no concern about this. Don't be worried about this.
2: Yeah.
1: Um so what we need now is the doctors to come back this afternoon with a and we, We've bar, been told a we've,
2: we've been told time and time again not to worry about the implications of for example um, how aircraft move between countries. Yeah. Not to worry about what's going to happen at the border posts. What's going to happen with uh, radioactive isotopes for cancer treatment. Not to worry about this, that, and that, the yeah. other. But yet there are just no answers on it. And and you know, there's, I've got some sympathy for them in terms of their position that they're in at the moment. In this one single way, they don't know either, so they can't give you an answer on it. And that's the that's what that's the bottom line. They just don't have a clue. <laughs> Well, yeah,
0: I think they've done it. I <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, <they're laughs> you know, maybe they done should have it. thought yeah, that yeah. before they done it. Eh? But you don't yeah. know what's going to happen when you're driving the bus over the cliff. You don't know actually the damage that's going to happen when the bus hits the ground. You oh, know, I'm so. not sure that analogy stands up because oh. you've got a pretty good idea what's going to happen <laughs> yeah, when you yeah, take that sure. bus <laughs> over the cliff. I mean, not exactly, but I think you, can, not exactly, you yeah. can make
0: a pretty rough guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. yeah well, it's going to come up again and again, isn't it? Mm. For the next few years, we're going to have a little Brexit stuff. I thought Maria Miller's question was very good on public sculptures of women. I've got who gender it next week mm-hmm. uh the fact that damien green was like oh really there's no sculpture of jane austen it's like that's the problem you don't even notice it know, you don't even realize and there's
1: been a the, the margaret thatcher statue there's there's a push to get that in uh, parliament square yes um but there's been some con- concerns from um the department for culture media and sport that it could be a target for well, which uh, it would be for vandals um <laughs> i know but should that be should you should you? You know well, all right. Thinking. Yeah, there are other reasons okay, not to have just, a statue of Margaret yeah, Thatcher. Right. Let's just Square, put okay. all of those views to one side for a minute. If that's the fear, then surely you'd never put up public statues oh, well, at nobody's all. Gonna,
0: nobody's going to vandalise Jane Austen, are they? I mean, maybe GCSE students will. go, Oh well,
1: God! I don't know. I just think that that's guff. a really kind of cowardly approach to have—that that, that yeah. she's she's divisive. Therefore, you don't go forwards with a statue. Well,
0: uh, that's a fair point. I mean, I heard something over the weekend suggesting they should make it like a really impressive statue with like lightning coming out of their hands and stuff. <laughs> I can get behind that. That'd be amazing. Um, but uh, It'd be quite well, good. All no, had like, think... like
1: little sound bites. If you
0: can... I mean, there's a statue of Margaret Thatcher in the house somewhere, isn't
1: there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, uh, it's at enormous. Least one.
0: It's one of is one of the the five. There we go. Yay. Emily Thornberry started with a pop quiz today of the sixteen Tories to have taken PMQs in the Yay. last twenty years. You can also do the pop quiz of the five women sculptures in Parliament. Anybody know? Oh Anybody no, know? no. Uh, Thatcher, mm. Boothroyd, Castle. Uh, there's one more. It must be um, must be Nancy Astor. Must uh, be. I think there's two. Okay. There's mm. two. I didn't know about Boothroyd. There's like two going. Barbara Castles or something. That's the that's the tricky that's one. There's it, five yeah. statues, statues, only four people. Um, something like that. I'm sure if anybody knows different by all means get in touch and um, put me right the other
1: thing is I mean how much of a period of time should you have after someone passes away before they get a statue well maybe in some ways we are um, bringing forward this idea we're making it really immediate you know like how uh, Mother Teresa was sort of fast forwarded to become a saint maybe we're getting a bit too Um, obsessed with like remembering people right now.
0: I would uh, keep your eye on your Scottish news outlets in the next couple of weeks and you might get a story about exactly that. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> thank you. we <laughs> discuss that yeah. more fair. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be a story for the Evening Standard in it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, let us...
2: Curious and curious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let us finish up with
0: this. I love your questions.
2: Always blown away by the What an amazing jingle. <laughs> did you that,
0: make It's like the Fabulous Baker Boys, isn't it? Or yeah. La La Land, depending yeah. on your generation. It's really fantastic. Can you, name the, can you name the MP? I mean, I know you're a regular listener, so you might have heard Kirsty Blackman guessing it correctly oh, a few I weeks ago. Oh, I thought
1: that was just someone in your family. No, that is an know? MP. That was an MP's voice. Yeah. Okay. Can you guess? No, no, no. Okay.
0: Uh, I'm not going to give it away, because, you know. Suppose it. Um, I need to get somebody else to revoice it. You can do voices, can't you? You're a, you're a, you're like a regular. Um, <laughs> what's his name, John? Well, you're better than John Coulshaw. He's rubbish. Um, <laughs>
2: he's a great. Um, he's all right.
0: Uh, yeah. He's got very good material. Yes. But he often yeah. sounds like John Coulshaw he's doing just, yeah. somebody. He's always got a slight I, I think I might uh, um, be
2: guilty of the same criticism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I love your questions. Yes, the never-ending mm. chain of questions. Mm-hmm. Last week, Neil Gray said an absolute stinker for you. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he said hearts have been splashing the cash. Uh-huh. I'm completely of this, yeah. I confess. Uh, will Hearts finish above Aberdeen in the Scottish League, uh, which presumably kicks off in a couple of weeks, I imagine. Well, that. politicians
2: are often uh, accused of not giving a straight answer. so I'll give you a straight answer. Yeah.
0: Yes. Ooh, he's called it. And if they don't, uh, you know, it's quite the thing in politics these days, to suggest you're going to eat a book or run naked down Whitehall or something. Any, <laughs> any, uh, any uh, you know, forfeit if Aberdeen oh, should finish atop above I-
2: Hearts? If that's the case, I'll just... Uh, uh, have my cake and eat it No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and yeah. you get Neil Grace cake I'll, uh, you get
0: your cake I'll buy him, him you a eat? cake yeah, yeah, I'll buy him a cake uh, so it's fair enough. Yeah. I don't really understand it. Yeah. I thought Aberdeen were really good
2: they're probably really good. Been, uh, I, I, I think we we're building a really good squad for uh, for the season, and I would be uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if we did very well. Have they signed anybody I've actually heard of? Uh, Kyle Lafferty. Uh, oh, who's he? Where's he from? Uh, he was I I've think with Norwich latterly. Uh, he was with Rangers a few years ago. Ah, okay. Um, it? But uh, Northern Ireland yes. striker. Right. And, I've Heard of Northern uh, Ireland. Yeah, yes. and uh, you know the probably the biggest signing, the marquee signing, would be uh, Berra. Uh, oh, so, uh, he used yeah. to play for Wolves. In Scotland Bera, yeah, yes. yeah, fantastic. Oh, he so.
0: must be knocking on though.
2: Uh, no, he's still in these. Uh, I think he's still in these early thirties. I don't think that's. i well, knocking team. on in football terms. In, is it? in comparative terms, <laughs> in this room, you mean? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well, you oh, do bring. No, Kate absolutely, brings absolutely. down the average <laughs> no? considerably. He would yes. not be
0: one of the yeah. thirty under thirty, would yes, he? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on the Scottish League this, this year, Kate? Do you think? Oh uh, yeah, really makes, into it. Do you think think uh, are going to win again?
1: Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a, that's a good prediction. think Yes, absolutely.
0: That's a safe prediction. Next week, I think we'll have one of the new Labour intake. Um, I can't say exactly who at the moment um, have you got a question for them well, it be the last PMQs of the session the last well, podcast well the I think session. for your
2: last one you should definitely go for one of the deadly sins uh, so Ooh. I would suggest gluttony and how about asking what's the uh, most you've ever eaten in one sitting <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. a really good question that is
0: a good <laughs> question indeed uh, yeah uh, it's the last one next week uh, everybody's off on holiday everyone's desperate to get on holiday I take it you're all going to Europe this year while we still can
1: I'm having a staycation
0: oh no you've got to go you know what we can, because they're going to like no. put the wall up in a couple no, of years' time. No, and yeah. Just
1: stay
0: yeah. home, at home. I
2: should be down in Ashford visiting relatives. Oh,
0: God's country, that is. Of <laughs> Lovely. Um, okay, listen, if you uh, want to get in touch with your thoughts on Scottish football or indeed my latest musings in the New Statesman, uh, then I am political yeti at uh, what am I? political yeti at gmail.com on the email, at political yeti on Twitter, uh, or you can go to my website, which is James dash miller dot com and uh, I say thank you to Kate and thank you to
1: Drew thank and, you for and me. Uh, tune in next week for another of political yetis politics podcasts thank you Thanks.